Hi everyone, this is Adina from Immigrant Finance and this is my first podcast recording for the Immigrant Finance Podcast. Um, I am really excited to be doing this, but I'm not going to lie. I am extremely nervous. This is probably um, some one of the most terrifying things I've ever done. And the reason I'm here today and starting this podcast is because um, at this point, I have been working with so many incredible people um, in the immigrant community, immigrants and their family members, and encouraging them to be building wealth, um, to be investing and to be starting online businesses, and encouraging them to be visible online um, as part of building their influence, building their businesses, and being able to reach and help more people and make a bigger impact. So I'm at a point where it is, you know, I'm encouraging other people to do it. So I've got to do it and I've got to step up and practice what I preach. um, And also, you know, provide this space where I hope to be featuring so many of their stories and the stories of other people um, that in our community um, and who are taking steps to really push the envelope and build generational wealth as immigrant families. This is something I'm incredibly passionate about. Um, I'm going to get into our story a bit more in a moment, and I think you'll see why I'm so passionate about it. Um, but, you know, just to get started, so again, I'm Medina. Um, I have founded the Immigrant Finance Platform with my husband, Mauricio. Um, he is an immigrant from Ecuador. He came to the U.S., about eight years ago now, we met abroad in Ecuador and we had this incredible dream to make things work after we fell in love um, and faced a ton of barriers in doing that from borders and visas and immigration issues and jobs and trying to survive um, to a lot of it was finances. A lot of it was about personal finance. And, you know, um, we have been through quite a journey of going through all that experience that has led us to where we are now. It led us to create the immigrant finance platform and now um, this podcast, in addition to our coaching programs, our online courses, empowering immigrants and their families, the community that we're building. Um, So this podcast, um, you know, I'm not going to lie, I am just going for it and and trying to throw myself in. Um, A mentor has challenged me to do this. So, you know, I think it's going to evolve with time. But for starting out, my intention is to really be documenting um, our journey as online business owners and um, and what we're learning along the way with um, online business and the challenges of entrepreneurship, the emotional up and downs, um, you know, the struggles, the wins, and the incredible people that we get to work with and, and, and their stories. Um, so a lot of the focus is going to be on personal finance, on online business, um, entrepreneurship, and personal growth. So I'm really excited to be going on this journey with all of you who are listening. Um, As 
my first podcast and just in an effort to just get started and be messy and um, not let perfectionism get in the way. I'm taking advice from a mentor and I have no fancy microphone. Um, I really don't know what I'm doing tech wise. I got some um, really great advice from one of our students about some platforms to use that are free that I'm just giving a stab in. But, you know, I don't even have earphones on. I'm literally just talking into my computer to just try to, you know, as we would say, throw something on the page and get started, which is exactly what we teach our students to do with their online purpose, online businesses is to just get started. And what I found is sometimes just getting the idea out and and doing what is really scary um, allows the thing to become alive because when it's in your head you can be in analysis paralysis and nothing ever happens. And there's so many people with so many amazing goals um, where nothing ever happens because they don't actually take the action step. And so you guys will learn throughout the podcast, I'm sure. Like I learned fortunately at a very young age um, through my experiences to be uncomfortable and put myself in situations where I'm uncomfortable because that's how we we learn and how we grow and I was fortunate to learn that so just giving it a stab you know um and we're gonna be iterating it's gonna be messy but so excited to have you all along with me as I go on this journey so today um for today's episode our first episode of the immigrant finance podcast um I'm gonna be telling our story of what led us to create immigrant finance and before I just jump in, I wanted to also mention, you know, I mentioned I'm um, I'm really terrified to be doing this. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I actually reached out to our students. We have a Instagram, Instagram message team with our alumni from our immigrant finance school program. And I kind of, you know, it's just a call to help for courage. Just send them a message being like, you know, I'm really terrified to do this, um, but I think I'm gonna go try and finally start a podcast and just hearing their support um gave me the courage and faith I needed to just open up the computer and do this right now without preparing too much um okay so here is our story here is where we all began um with our journey into personal finance and online business as an immigrant family um so when my husband Mao immigrated to the U.S. from Ecuador in January 2013, um, we were both, you know, super broke. Um, I was a grad student at the time, making no income, living on loans. Um, I was in, in law school at the time, and Mao had just came to the U.S. on an unpaid internship. Um, it was really crazy, like the fact that he was even able to do that. Um, we actually met in Ecuador um, when I was there for an unpaid internship um, as part of my my work doing um, legal work with refugees. I was in Ecuador doing that where we met. And he was actually supposed to be in Washington, D.C., um, where I'm from, while I was in Ecuador. And the only reason he wasn't and that he was in Ecuador at the same time as me is because he stayed back uh, and delayed his unpaid internship to save more money. So the even chance of us meeting was about personal finances. I'm realizing uh, for the first time as I say this, actually. 
So yeah, he, um, you know, we fell in love in Ecuador. He was already coming to DC and um, he did, he did come a few months after I returned and came for that internship. Um, And it was a really hard time. Um, You know, we, like I said, both didn't have income. Um, We were living off of savings and loans, definitely in the paycheck to paycheck situation, not even with the paychecks. I know a lot of you have been in that situation before and living in an expensive city. We also were facing a lot of uncertainty um, with Mao's immigration status. He was able to come on a visa for that internship, but we had no idea how we would find a way to keep being together in the same country, if he'd be able to continue that or get a job, get a visa for a job. Um, It was really, really scary. And, um, you know, with all that uncertainty, the finances on top of that just gave even more uncertainty because it was very unclear and confusing whether he could have a bank account, whether he could have a credit card, health insurance, um, whether one day, like if we were in a position to move forward in life, if he'd be allowed to take out a mortgage as an immigrant. Like there was just so many questions that even as a law student at the time, I had a really hard time figuring out because there was nothing on the internet about it um, or out there. And I didn't know anyone in that, in that situation who was like answering these questions about finances for immigrants. So that's, that's really where the question started Um, And it left us in a position we were in constant anxiety, stress, and frustration um, with all these barriers for immigrants in the financial system and really just doing a lot of trial and error. Like I remember um, when he went into Capital One for the first time, which was a bank I used at the time, and just, you know, we sat down and just like started asking questions like, can he do this? Can he have an account? And just doing things like that, um, you know, just advocating for ourselves and for him to be able to access these basic things to get set up and have um, a life in, in this new country. You know, it's like really hard to live with in the U.S. without having a bank account or credit card set up. So those were some of the initial challenges. And, you know, everyone where he worked, um, they there were other people from other countries. They're on international visas. And there was a bank at his organization that they all belonged to. And everyone just did that and didn't question it. But then we looked into it and they were getting no interest. Um, and so we're like, this is crazy. And he should be getting interest. So that's what led us to try to figure out. Anyway, I digress. Um, but there was just a lot of things that were really, really stressful. And we were super broke and um, really had no idea like how we were going to get out of that situation. I knew at some point... I would graduate. I didn't know if I'd get a job. We didn't know if he'd ever get a job. It was a hard time. And at the time, um, what I really wanted was, you know, I don't think I knew at the time how stressed out I was about our money situation um, because it was just our, it was just the norm at the time. Um, but deep down, you know, looking back on it, I think I did really want to get out of that situation. I was constantly worrying about money all the time. Um, you know, I had, I had never budgeted before really. Um, and so I had no control over where each dollar was going. I just was all over the place. Uh, I had an overspending issue and we would like, you know, go out and party with our friends and then have no money left for the month and just didn't know what we were doing. And I think I was really craving, um, that stability, security, 
um, as our relationship developed, you know, and it was really clear that we were going to be together forever. Um, I, I wanted us to be able to have the opportunity to move forward in life, to have a family, to buy a home. Um, I wanted us to be able to visit Mao's family in Ecuador when we wanted, instead of having to wait every two or three years, like we were doing at the time in order to afford a flight. And I wanted, um, I wanted Mao to be happy in this country. I mean, we were just worrying about all money constantly that it made it really difficult to enjoy life. And again, at the time, I don't think I realized how much stress and unhappiness that put on me. So, um, you know, we were just, like I said, constantly having these fears about money, about not having enough. Um, What that meant is often had to say no to going out to friends or we would go out anyway. And like I said, be screwed the rest of the month. Um, had to say no to a lot of things though. We, we missed a lot of really important family events abroad because we couldn't afford to go. And it made, it made us feel really stuck. It made us feel like we had no way out of this situation. There was no end in sight. Um, I was going into a career to work in nonprofits. So even I knew even if I got a job, I was still always going to be having these challenges. Um, and, you know, Mao, like we, we were struggling to even get him any paid job at all. Like I remember emailing the schools in our neighborhood asking if they needed um, a Spanish instructor or tutor. Cause we were just like, how can we find a way for him to make any money? And so this, overshadowed everything in our lives. Um, in our lives, I personally felt a lot of shame about our money situation. Um, I didn't share how I was feeling what I was going through with my family or friends. I felt a lot of instability and insecurity and anxiety. And I knew deep down, um, things were not aligned. We were not on a path to have the life we wanted. Um, and we were really unhappy. Like we had this vision for our life Um, And we were so in love and had all these dreams and goals and had taken these big risks to try to find a way to be together despite borders, you know, but the reality of the situation of what we were dealing with meant that we were basically set up for failure um, and had no idea how to get out of it. So it was really tough, you know, and I also was feeling a lot of tension personally because Um, I'm a very passionate, social justice oriented person. Um, I, you know, had spent my my whole career and all my internships doing nonprofit work, um, fighting for the rights of immigrants and refugees. And I knew that's what I was meant to be doing. and, And I couldn't see myself doing anything else. And so it felt like a false choice to do this work and be in nonprofits. I was going to be poor forever and I'd be sacrificing myself and my family. Um, and that, like, that was my only choice, right? And, and so how, how can you choose between your family and your passion? It just was really difficult. Um, and, you know, Mal was going through a situation in his first year in the country. Um, he had a lot of insecurities about having like an accent, about not having a degree from the U.S. And he had really convinced himself, honestly, this went on for years and years, Um, Up until honestly, like a year ago, he was convinced that he would never be able to get a decent living wage um, because of those limitations and that people would never 
take him seriously or treat him fairly um, and that he would just, you know, be discriminated against. And so we were like, shit, you know, what are we, what are we going to do? Um, and it really came to head one morning. I was um, at work. This is now a, a couple years later. I'd finished law school and I was working um, as a legal aid attorney at this nonprofit. And I remember um, I went into work early one day. I was really having a lot of anxiety with all this stuff. And um, we we really wanted to be able to move forward with our life. We had just gotten married and our dream was to own our own home. And so we had been looking um, at houses. And I remember like on the Metro on the way to work, I was you know skimming some houses on Redfin or Zillow or one of those and seeing the prices. And I just, it, it hit me that morning, this early morning, and I'm not an early morning person, but I went in early that day to try to like, just get out of this situation and just throw myself into work. And I am sitting at my desk, it's like 8am before most of my colleagues had come in. And um, I was feeling super down about seeing all these house prices on my phone while I was on the Metro ride to work. And it just hit me like we would never be able to afford buying our own home. Um, and it, I, and I was like, we're never gonna be able to afford to have any of our dreams. We're never gonna be able to afford to have kids or family. And I just felt so hopeless and like giving up. I didn't see the way out. I had this job that I loved and was super passionate about, but I could see it sabotaging my life and my family. And I didn't know what to do. And then my boss walks in, of course, right? So. He had also been in the office earlier than expected that day and saw I was in there and came over to chat. Um, and he looked at me, he goes, what's wrong? And I just burst into tears. I just burst into tears and I, you know, I couldn't explain to him why it was just so much um, I had been dealing with for years now. And I just felt really hopeless. I couldn't imagine doing another type of job. Um, for someone else, for another employer that I would enjoy more. And I also knew the situation we were in was just setting us up for failure. So then um, I just, you know, I kept searching for years to, to try to challenge myself and have personal growth and figure out and learn what Mark could be doing. Um, and then something really amazing happened. So I started to learn about personal finance and I just threw myself into educating myself on re reading every single thing I could find, all of the books that were the most recommended, all of the podcasts, spent years doing this and just became obsessed with learning how to manage our money and also start investing um, to try to get out of this situation. Because like I said, I had never really budgeted in my life. I had an overspending problem. I had no control over where our dollars were going. Um, didn't know, you know, how much I was dealing with each month. It was just really like living by the seat of our pants. So I got, I got into budgeting. I got into investing. Um, I opened our retirement investment accounts and just, really tried to build up some systems and do it in a, you know, I, I, I had to do it in a way where it was realistic for our life and our situation um, as an immigrant family, as, as Mal being an immigrant. And, you know, there was so much we had to figure out with, with his visa um, and what he was able to do. 
there was also a constant risk that he was going to lose his visa. He was in this job for years where his visa was tied to his job, but they would only give him three month contracts or one month contracts at a time. And like every month or every three months, we were going through this um, incredible stress, not knowing if he was going to get renewed and if we'd be able to be in the same country. So just all of that was going on. And um, I found that in personal finance, it was like for the first time a way to get some control over all this overwhelm and to get um, get a handle on our finances and, and on our life. And it, it started to make me feel really quite empowered the more I learned and the more I did. And um, I figured out some systems that worked for us. You know, I figured out how to really narrow down our goals and design our budget around that and um, connect and automate our bank accounts and credit cards, investments, make sure we were getting the best interest rates for our bank accounts, um, the best rewards for credit cards and all this stuff. And things started to change um, because I, I realized like I did have some control in the situation. And even if I didn't know what to do with the bigger picture questions we were dealing with, um, I could at least in the short term try to get in a more sustainable place with our finances and then also start planning for the long term with investing um, and really to try to start building wealth in that way because we had no plan before. We had no plan for retirement. Um, we had no savings plan. We had no plan for emergencies. I remember trying to save for an emergency fund and it was so hard at first because we would try to put in um, a little bit here and there, you know, and then it was so easy to just go spend it at first because I wasn't used to keeping it really just for emergencies. So we'd, we'd go back and we'd have to start over again. Um, but finally I got to a point where we were able to like not touch our emergency fund and to build that up. And it did take a very long time to get it to a place where we needed But once we got that first, like, I would say couple hundred dollars in, it was like a total mind mind shift uh, change because it was like, oh, wow, shit. Like, if something happens, we can use this. Uh, We have a little bit of insurance here. And that was very reassuring to know and and start to crack away at some of that constant anxiety I had with finances. Um, And, you know, being able to have options and choices when things come up instead of having to go into debt was really important. The other thing that happened um, that really started to change things, and this was now let's fast forward a couple years later after we had really figured out the personal finance stuff and we're a good place with managing our money and starting to invest. Um, is that we started to learn about making money online and online business. And that changed everything. Um, Oh my goodness, because we, it was the first time when I learned about online business that I realized there was potentially a way out of this trap we were in. There was a way to, at least at a minimum, like make a side hustle to bring in some extra income that could help cushion our situation, help give us some options um, to start going toward our our dreams, like saving for a house, saving for a kid, putting more in an emergency fund, investing more to build wealth. Um, and so it was it was really 
something very interesting to me when I started to learn about online business. And I had a lot of really great mentors. Um, I did I did some coaching that was incredibly helpful to learn more about online business and and technology and systems. And that just opened up everything because I knew once I once I learned about it, I knew if I could just commit to learning as much as I could about online business and pursue that, that we would have a way out. We would have a plan B or at least a way to make things a little bit easier and, and give us options. Um, because that's really what, you know, building wealth and money is about. It's not about just the money. It's about having options and choices. That That is the ultimate freedom that I think we're all looking for. And I now had a way to to get out of our situation potentially. Um, so once, you know, once I, once I realized that, um, it, it came to a bigger realization that we needed to make a transition from being in survival mode to more thriving. We needed to move from surviving to thriving because um, we had been in survival mode. We had been in constant scarcity mindset. Like I told you, worrying constantly about money um, worrying constantly about not being able to reach our goals. And that really affects your mindset. And it really closes off your ability to see opportunities and to be creative and to problem solve when you're in that space. And so online business and, and also, the, you know, learning personal finances and gain that control over our money situation and investing. Um, these things really helped me um, get to a different mind space where I could think about growth. I could think about pursuing goals. I could think about, again, our dreams potentially being possible. And that was really exciting. So for the first time, I felt some control um, over where our dollars were going. I could start to anticipate um, how much money we'd have for the next month for different categories, you know, through the budgeting we were doing. Um, I know where I knew where we needed to be careful with our spending and how much we could use to have fun and enjoy life without feeling guilty because we could budget for it. And instead of going in and out of periods of blowing all of our money mindlessly, mindlessly and then being broke and not being able to do anything, we started to be able to plan and go out some to local bars and restaurants in our in our area that we really enjoyed our neighborhood a couple times a month. Um, and start to just enjoy life a little bit more. So that's what the personal finance planning gave us. And also this hope that online business gave us that there was a way we could supplement our incomes um, or potentially replace, you know, or double or triple our incomes at some point. So having that mindset changed um, was really powerful and also developing a framework for our finances was incredibly impactful um, we came up, you know, with a step-by-step -step system for us of how to get everything in order. And, I, you know, moving back to the online business stuff, um, it definitely did take some time to learn how to actually make money online. I had to first become a student of online business. Um, I think these this, this was, you know, several years ago. It, it, these days, it's a lot easier to get started. There's a lot um, more resources out there and technology has made it easier than ever to start building influence online and to create websites and um, reach people and, and provide offers. So I think it's, you know, something that is a lot more possible today than 
a few years ago, even when I, when I was first getting started, but what I did was, um, I sought out mentors and coaching. Um, I joined accountability mastermind groups. I just threw myself into it to learn as much as I could about online business and entrepreneurship. And I learned about ways that I could provide value, um, in the online space for similar issues I cared about in my work, which was really cool because um, if you remember, you know, I was saying that this, I had this tension that like, I loved my work so much um, in the nonprofit space, being able to help people. I didn't know, um, I, I didn't see how it could be possible ever to have a more sustainable, decent living wage and still get to do work that helps people it makes an impact. And so I saw the more I learned about online business, there was all these people I was meeting who were doing this really creative work and helping a lot of people and making a difference and making an impact, honestly, sometimes far greater than what I was seeing in the nonprofit space. So that was really cool. And turning to like how I actually um, was able to start making my first dollars online Um, I did that by getting involved in freelance writing and I was able to just provide a skill that I already had from my experiences, which you can do with any skill you have, whatever skill, just apply it online. My, my skill I was using was writing and I was started, um, providing writing, um, for, as a consultant for other companies and websites on related topics that I knew about in my area, my area being, um, you know, immigration law and the rights of immigrants and um, how immigrants could be starting businesses and things like that. So I started to have this side hustle built by doing freelance writing. And that allowed me to start um, increasing our income a little bit. And I decided to try to grow the freelance writing um, to really diversify our income and be able to have more op- options and opportunities. But there was still a problem, okay? So I'm at a point now where we had this new path available. We were able to make money in a different way and generate income on our own. But there was a problem because I was seeing all these other freelancers who were just super burnt out, right? And they were still in this problem of trading time for money because with freelancing and doing one-on-one or consulting like done-for-you work, you are you only make money if you work more hours. So it's still some of the same issues in a in a nine to five or working for other people. It's it's not that sustainable because um, there's only 24 hours in a day, and to make more money freelancing, you basically have to be working all the time, and it can be very stressful. So I ended up in a situation where I was able to build up um, several clients that I was doing freelance writing for. But then it was just like, okay, now I had all these deadlines on top of my day job. um, And I had all these little mini bosses that I owed um, assignments to, right? And I was making, I was making money. It was really cool. um, But it didn't feel right. Like it wasn't addressing the issue. Because, again, just still trading time for money. um, And and just like being stuck in the situation. So to overcome this, um, I, I really went back to studying online business and learning more about ways to build passive income online or more sustainable income where you're not trading every hour for money. Um, 
And through that, I learned about online courses and group coaching programs um, and other forms of coaching. And that is a really incredible way for people to be able to serve a lot of people and, and have a sustainable online business and share your knowledge and expertise, your specific experiences in a way that you can also scale in the future because you're not trading every dollar in order to teach. Um, particularly when you have something like an online course, you're able to share that course with more and more people over time and you know improve it over time um, and add other offerings as well. And so we um, started the Immigrant Finance School program and this was um, our first program we came up with in immigrant finance. And it was a way, it's a way to um, teach immigrants and their families all about personal finance, everything that we learned and figured out during those seven years um, of, of trying to navigate the U.S. financial system with Mao being an immigrant and all of that and, and help people save time to learn more quickly what we learned all those years in a short period of just six weeks. And also um, make sure that we could be empowering people to change their money mindsets, get started investing, um, and start learning about online business as well as a way to increase income and get out of that paycheck to paycheck mode and trading time for money mode. So this allowed us, um, most importantly, to start helping a lot of people. We've been able to transform many of our students' lives um, to become financially empowered when before they were in situations where they really didn't know where to start with finances. Um, they had never, a lot of our students have never invested before. They don't know how to budget. They are dealing with a lot of debt and they have no idea how to generate income on their own. So we've been able to help them figure out all those things um, while also developing a sustainable and scalable online business model. And growing that over time, you know, we've been working on, we're at a point now, we've been working on uh, building systems to improve our program, um, improve the immigrant finance platform, and, and start developing our next program. Um, so, you know, what that's meant for us is that we are able to now find a way to help others and make a social impact for this community that we we really care about and without having to sacrifice our lives and family and that we can actually help more people because it's sustainable because it, it takes resources and money to make change and it takes resources and money to be able to help change the lives of a lot of people and so by having this more sustainable online business model, we've been able to help more and more immigrant families get into a financially empowered place, get started investing, start online businesses, and be building wealth. And that has just been incredible to see the impact on these people's lives and, and also on their family members. We see that not only do our students' lives change, but also their, their spouses, their parents, their siblings, they, they start to notice that the, this family member changing in the way that they think about and relate to money and behave in terms of money and building wealth, and they want to come along with them. So it's making a ripple effect for all of these people. And it's also been an incredible way to be able to more positively empower um, immigrants. You know, in my day job as an immigration lawyer, 
Um, I work with people who are detained by the U.S. government and who are facing deportation, so adults and children. So you can imagine um, in the past four years under the Trump administration, it's been very dark and it's been just completely um, awful what's been happening to the immigrant community, as you guys all are aware, you know, and just the constant attacks on the immigrant community. And um, this work is really important to me, but I very much needed a more positive way to be empowering immigrants as well. And that's what my, what, what our online business has allowed us to do. Um, because I am just sick of seeing immigrants being under attack by, uh, you know, by politicians and by people filled with hate and by people who are racist. And it's something I care so much about. Um, I really strongly believe that immigrants are the most innovative, um, people who have so much to contribute. They're the most brave people, you know, worldwide, actually only um, under 1% of the whole population in the world immigrates and leaves where they're from. Most people stay where they're from. And the few people who leave to go somewhere else um, are the ones who are often the most brave, the most courageous. A lot of people don't have a choice, you know, they have to leave to try to save their lives. Um, and there's also a lot of people who are who are leaving with dreams and aspirations of a better life. And that's exactly what the US um, has been built on. And why I believe so strongly that we have to continue lifting up immigrants to be able to reach their fullest potential so that um, they're able to, you know, shine and make the impact that they're mo meant to, to make um, on their families and communities. So, um, <laughs> this is, you know, um, in the end, um, we've been able to, to help a lot of people like, um, and help other immigrants and their family members start online businesses because of this realization, um, that we needed to figure out our finances and learn about online business and then, start our own online business and, and teach others what we've learned along the way and, and what we're learning as as we go forward. And it's been really incredible for us. It's allowed us to be able to buy our first home, to have a um, our, our child who is just the love of our life. <laughs> you know, um, we are completely obsessed with her. And it kills me to think that we could have missed out on that for financial reasons if we hadn't gone through this journey and figured out how to get our finances in order. It's also allowed us to go um, be able to afford to travel abroad to visit um, our family in Ecuador when we want. And we have the choice also of whether we want to be staying in our jobs and how we want to be spending our time. Like I said, building wealth is ultimately not about money. It's about having choices and options of how you want to be living your life. And you know, when all this is said and done, um, I think the biggest impact has been the mindset changes. Our beliefs have fundamentally changed through this process. We have, we've been able to get out of survival mode. We've been able to move from surviving to thriving. Um, those, those fears around not having enough money and scarcity mindset, they still come up. They always will, and that's the same for you all. Um, 
But as you are able to change your beliefs around money, you have an option of how to respond when those fears come up. That's the difference. And let me tell you, I still can fall back into that. Um, when we're trying to grow and, and get to our next level, I still get scared and those old habits come up. But I'm, I have strategies now how to be able to respond from a more abundant um, place and to be able to be more in line with our goals and actually moving to our goals instead of getting stuck and letting fear take over. So we're able to now focus on really trying to reach our fullest potential um, to have the family we want to have and to be able to work toward our mission of helping thousands of immigrant families um, also learn how to thrive and how to build generational wealth. And in the end, um, all this means that we have been able to become more empowered as a family personally. And we've had the great opportunity and honor to empower others in, in this journey as well. We really believe that personal finance is the ultimate form of resistance and power building for immigrants. The more immigrants who build wealth, the more people we will have who will have options and choices and power and influence to shift this country to being a more welcoming place for all, regardless of where people come from, what race they are, what language they speak to, um, all of these things. So we're super excited to be doing this work, um, to be starting this podcast and share more about all of these things with you all. And we're also really excited um, to be able to continue helping as many immigrant families as we can to build wealth. And so that's exactly why um, we want to help everybody learn how to make more money, um, how to start online businesses, how to be investing, and how to have the the lives and and marriages and and children and families um, that everyone is deserves to have. And so that's exactly why um, we're also really excited to be telling you more about the immigrant finance school group coaching program we have um, and would love for to invite you all to apply if you're interested um you can check out our um you can check out our website and learn more if you just go to immigrantfinanceschool.immigrantfinance.com you can check out um, and learn more about the program and, and how we might be able to help you and your family get through this process of learning how to figure out and manage your money um, get started investing and find ways to increase income um, and, and build online businesses. And this is so important because we really believe that immigrants deserve to be building generational wealth. So we invite you all on this journey with us and look forward to what's to come in this podcast and connecting with you all. Um, if there are any topics that you would like us to be covering, please reach out. You can contact us at hello at immigrantfinance.com. Um, we are on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, Immigrant Finance. We have an awesome Facebook group called Building Wealth for Immigrant Families. It's a community group free to join that we would love for you to be part of. We offer monthly um, free complimentary trainings in this. We've had some on investing, online business. So come join, engage, um, share support with the other people in the group, ask questions. 
we're really um, building a community together and a resource um, for everyone to be able to be building wealth. So thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your day and look forward to the next episode.